Hello, sons, and hello, brothers, and welcome to Stuff I Want to Say, Mostly for Men. I'm Ken Pierpont, and this is my man podcast, and today I'm recording the podcast at Camp Fairwood on Pleasant Lake and up in northern Wisconsin, about three and a half hours north of Chicago, and I've been here speaking all week on the Grand Master Key to Life about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Why that's the most important truth in the Bible. About what's the worst tragedy that could ever happen to a man to give the love that belongs to the Lord to someone else or to try to get from someone or something else the love that can only come from the Lord. And how our whole life is oriented around this intimacy with God. Anyway, that's what I've been teaching about all week long, nine sessions It has been a really beautiful summer week. It's called Family Freedom Camp up here, and it's a full camp, family camp, great food, beautiful, well-run camp, gorgeous uh, site. Just I'm I'm where I'm I'm using my uh, forerunner, my green forerunner runner Elliot as a uh, recording studio today, and I'm literally I'm sitting beside a whole a row of feathery pines and it's a cool day cool afternoon beautiful summer afternoon Uh, as I record this last night after chapel the chapel meets in a in an old converted barn a beautiful old rustic converted barn and uh, we meet in chapel after breakfast and then again uh, in the evening and then there are activities afterward yesterday I got a chance to Ride my bike around the lake. It was a beautiful ride around the lake, and I could smell somebody grilling meat, and I could smell the scent of the pine in another place. And when I finished my circling the lake, it was supper time, and they served roast beef. And then, and then we had chapel, singing and preaching in chapel, and lots of fellowship. And then there was a fireworks display. Really a beautiful fireworks display, and the townspeople came, and people from churches came, and the camp uh, participants and the camp staff. And now this afternoon, everybody spread around the camp and spending time together as families, kids hanging out together, and parents in clusters talking. And, and I'm about to finish. I preached eight of my nine messages. I have one more talk to wrap things up. Tonight, I'll spend the night here tonight, and then early in the morning, I'll be heading back through Chicago with a stop to visit with uh, a couple of my grandchildren and our daughter, Heidi, in Lake Geneva. But for now, it's time for uh, a, a really kind of a standalone episode of Stuff I Want to Say. Uh, because we're we're between series, we've had a we've had a number of different series of podcasts on different things uh, pertaining to men's issues, and this podcast today is a simple, brief podcast that will stand alone today. Again, what I've been talking about here is what I call the Grand Master Key of the Universe, so the thing that unlocks all the doors. Years ago, we uh, had the responsibility of being the director at a Christian ministry that was housed in a huge hotel that had 500 rooms, and I was the director, so I had the authority and the secret code to make what they called a grand master key. It was a key that would open any door in the building. 
And Jesus gave us the grand master key to life when he answered the question, what's the greatest commandment, and said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And and a second, he said, is love your neighbor as yourself. This is the grand master key to the universe. I like to teach people that. And and that's what, what Jesus said is recorded in a number of places in the Bible. Mark 12, quoting Deuteronomy 6. Gentlemen, here's the thing to understand. The key to everything in life is God loves you and your job is to love him back. You love him back in the power and at the prompting of the Holy Spirit with the spiritual gift that he's given you, with the spiritual means and resources that he's given you, but you love him back. And then all of the people in your life are blessed because you live in intimacy with God. You love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Important things happen when you love God. Loving God is good for you immediately. Loving God is good for the generations that follow you. Loving God is good even in evil days, and loving God is good forever. And and the, the, the main focus of a man's life should be on loving God. The main focus of a man's affection should be God. John the Apostle in the epistles of John pointed out, you can't love God and the world at the same time. You can't love money and, the, and God at the same time. In other words, the human heart is only capable of a single emotional focus at a time. And when you love God, when what you do in life is an expression of your love for God, then you're running on all eight cylinders the way God designed you to run. You're operating according to the specifications of the maker, the creator who made you who you are, and knows how you should operate, knows how you should run, knows how you should function. That's based on loving God and having intimacy with God. Think about it like this. In the garden, the, they had intimacy with God. Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. And then when they sinned, there were, their intimacy with God was broken, and God had to come looking for them. Sin is sin because it interferes with our intimacy with God. The purpose of God having relationship with mankind is to enjoy intimacy between God and man. Sin is broken intimacy between God and man. God goes to restore the the restore the 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 love and fellowship and intimacy between God and man and that's his redemptive program Jesus came to die for our sins so that our alienation so we could be brought near our alienation would end with God and we'd be back in intimate terms with God and and the the, the Christian life really can be explained by this idea that everything rises and falls on our fellowship with God, with our intimacy with God. Now, the uh, in the in the at the end, when you get to the end of Scripture and you read the Revelation, what you see is the same theme. At the very end, there's a marriage, heaven and earth come together. God and man are united, and they are together forever. So, gentlemen, this is what God wants for us. He wants to love us, and He wants us to love Him back. And the worst thing a man can do is give that love that belongs to the Lord to anything else or try to receive from someone or something else what only God can do. 
That's called spiritual idolatry or spiritual adultery. And so a man should cultivate his love for the Lord. He should cultivate that love through reading the scriptures and prayer, obedience to the commands of Christ, obedience to the ordinances of the church, use of the means of grace, all of them in order to stimulate love for God. And when a man discovers that he strayed from fellowship with God, this is the most serious thing. He must immediately address the distance or the sense of distance that he has between himself and God because all of life is keyed on his sense of intimacy or his fellowship with the Lord. And so, gentlemen, today... uh, what you might want to do is you might want to read the psalm, Psalm 42, Psalm 63. See the language of intimacy that David used. Or you might read Ephesians in chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Paul writes in a prayer to, uh, to God for the Ephesians that when they understand the size of God's love, it's then that they're strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man and filled with all the fullness of God. And Romans chapter 8 promises that nothing will ever separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So as you go through your day, gentlemen, today, as you go through your day, consider everything in light of God's love for you and you loving him back. Do what you do out of love for God. Love those in your life that you love as an expression of your love for God, as an extension of your love for God. Don't do anything that interferes with your intimacy with the Lord. When your intimacy with the Lord is broken, or you have a sense of brokenness in that, Christ died for your sins immediately. Confess the sin, acknowledge the sin, and have your fellowship restored. Use whatever means you need to use in order to stimulate intimacy with God, whether that's studying the scriptures and giving him praise, or worshiping him in song, or rolling up your sleeves and going to serve him in some way. Some people, they their love language is, is um, taking up a cause. Some people, their love language is studying. Some people, their love language is being in nature. And some people, their love language is organizing or, or serving or building. And all of these are good and legitimate. But there are ways that a man can express his love to God. And when you're expressing your love to God, it's then that you feel great satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. This is what God made you to do. This is how God made you to live. When we're walking with the Lord in intimacy with the Lord, with fellowship with the Lord, that's when we're operating at our very best. That's when we feel a sense of, joy, and peace. God has stirred all of our hearts with up with a longing for himself that cannot be satisfied by anything or anyone, any trip or any possession or any accomplishment. Nothing can replace or displace God's place. This can only, this love can only be experienced through our affection for God and allowing him to love us and us loving him. Gentlemen, open your Bibles and study 
John chapter 13 through 16. Study Ephesians in chapter 3. Study Romans in chapter 8. Study Exodus 34, verse 6 and following. And notice throughout the Bible, throughout the Psalms, God wants our hearts to be pulled toward his heart through his steadfast love, his hesed, his steadfast love, his ongoing covenant, covenantal gracing, if you will, love that expresses itself in grace or giving us a gift that we don't deserve. Gentlemen, this is a truth that you should explore whenever you read your Bible. When you find yourself reading your Bible, going to church, or serving out of a sense of of duty or obligation or guilt, then you know you're in trouble because God intends for us to seek him out of sincere and genuine love. He wants us to serve out of love. He wants us to set aside sin out of love. He wants us to live holy lives out of love. He wants us to worship out of love. And then that's not a burden to us. His his commands are not burdensome to us when we love him. As the scriptures say in 1 John chapter 5. Gentlemen, it's a whole new life. It's a completely new life when you recognize that your hope for satisfaction fulfillment and for joy in life are tied to your intimacy with God. And when you when you see all of life as an opportunity to cultivate intimacy with God and love for God. When you see all of life as an opportunity to cultivate your intimacy with God and your love for God, then Life will burst into flower before you. I recently talked with a man here at the camp who'd been fishing in the afternoon, and he was just animated about his fishing and how much he enjoyed fishing. And I told him I was going to tell a fishing story tonight, I said. That was a couple nights ago. And I told this amazing story in the scripture from the last book of, uh, last chapter of the Gospel of John, where Jesus tells the story of Peter going back fishing after he denied the Lord, and then the Lord showing up on the shore in the morning after they hadn't caught anything. And Jesus calls out to them, What have you caught? And they say, Nothing. And he says, Let's throw the net down on the other side of the boat. They catch 153 fish, and the nets don't break. They recognize Jesus, and Peter swims to shore, and Jesus has made Peter breakfast fish and bread at a fire of coals. When Jesus and Peter last spoke, they last saw each other, it was before the crucifixion around a fire of coals where Peter denied Jesus three times. And at a fire of coals that Jesus arranges for the restoration of Peter, Jesus says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Peter denied Christ three times, and Jesus elicited from him, yes, I love you, an affirmation of his love, yes, I love you, yes, I love you. When we sin, Jesus doesn't chastise us for failing him. When we sin, Jesus doesn't kick us off the team forever. He doesn't strike us with lightning. He gently asks us if we still love him. Gentlemen, I I imagine that in some way, for some of you, you may have strayed out 
of fellowship, out of intimacy or your sense of intimacy with God. And imagine that he makes you breakfast over an open fire and he says, tell me that you love me. And you might want to find a place, even today, gentlemen, where you say to the Lord, just turn the podcast off and turn the radio off and quietly say to the Lord, I love you, I love you, I love you. Because loving Jesus is the grand master key to the entire universe. We'll talk again soon.